Welcome to Real Talk with the Guile Group. Today we wanted to talk on the podcast a little bit about um, acronyms that we use in real estate, different contingencies that the transaction goes through, whether you're a seller because, but it's been, you know, 5, 10, 15 years, 30 years since you sold your home. It's been a while since you've gone through the process. Guaranteed it's had some changes yeah. for sure. Yeah. And... Um, not only changes, but you don't remember all of the ins and outs, and we throw acronyms around like crazy, like a foreign language, basically. <laughs> so we right. thought we would share some of that today um, and talk a little bit about acronyms and contingencies. Mm -hmm. And so one that I throw out quite a bit is a CMA, yep. Yep. and people are like, CMA? What does that mean? <laughs> Comparable market analysis. It's also called... Some, other Com pe some people call it competitive, competitive market, market, market analysis. Market analysis. Either yeah. way, <laughs> no matter what you name it, it is a um, analysis of the neighborhood of a property that is within a one mile radius. Typically, we go anywhere from three months to six months back when we're looking at those properties. Comparable in age, comparable in um, size, bedrooms, bathrooms, garages, and then also square. Did I say? I said size. Yeah, size. I mean, Features, we try to keep it comparable yes, to features or finishes. Or sometimes we'll pick some houses that have a lower level of finishes or more dated and some maybe that are um, you know, higher, higher level. Because yep. what we're trying to do is set this range to right. give either the buyer or seller a good idea of, yeah, yeah, the house should be somewhere here yep. in, in this range yep. at market value. Yep. So yeah. so that's um, a CMA. There's, um, oh gosh, how many acronyms? Think of something. Well, we I know one, <laughs> one we throw out there, and it's towards the end of the contract, it's, uh, the lenders throw it out there. It's called a CD. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like, oh, what is a CD? It's like, well, the lender's going to send you a CD. No, they're not going to send you a CD in the mail. What they're going to do is send you a closing disclosure, which is kind of like the final numbers to make sure that everything... Right is adds up on your transaction that you know what the loan amounts are, the closing costs are, and all that, those types of things. Yeah, and there's little ins and outs with that one as well because the CD has to go out needs to be acknowledged by the buyer, yeah. and then they can't sign their documents, their final documents, for three days. Mm -hmm. So those are those. there's little nuances through in and out a transaction for yeah. sure. Um, contingencies. Uh, you want to do another? Yeah, another one. Another one. Okay, H -O -A. draw another one out there. HOA. Oh, you know, HOA. So, hey, one of my favorites. Oh, yeah, and there's... <laughs> There, there's, well, it, it depends on the property. I mean, there's some some HOAs are very. What's the sound? What does it stand for? Oh, it's an HOA. Don't you know? <laughs> Homeowners Association. Yep. So yeah, I mean, some are pretty straightforward. They may be mowing a little grass and taking care of a sign, and they're pretty low. And some are very complicated. So yep. there's a lot to them. Depends on the common area and yeah. and how much common area they take care of, as to where that dollar amount goes. And the dollar amount, importantly, when you're qualifying for a loan, um, actually the HOA is part of that qualification. So it's important to understand what that dollar amount is going in. There's a lot. HOA is a whole nother it podcast, I, I, which we will is. actually cover. I'm going to get on my soapbox <laughs> just a little bit about HOAs because we'll have sometimes have buyers All right, go. Everybody sit back, no, no, grab a coffee, take a sip. It'll, right. be, it'll just take a minute. We're but good. I hear, oh, I, I don't want any property than HOA. Well, you know what? HOAs have a purpose. And then a lot of cases, especially if you're looking at a townhome or something like that, I mean, they are keeping the building updated or doing some sort of, they're adding value. They and if there's an HOA, especially if you have like a townhouse or a condo, that's maintenance you don't have to do yourself. Yep. There is definitely benefits to an HOA, but on yeah. the flip side, I get it. It's like, well, I don't want to have to ask you if I want to paint my house a certain color. Yeah. 
for the most part, I think most of them are relatively reasonable yeah. requests. Yeah, I mean, in a way, you don't want somebody painting their house chartreuse, right. which is bright green. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe you do. I don't know. But but I wouldn't want a chartreuse. No, no. So they do have their place. Are you done with your I am. I'll get off my soapbox. Let's roll into uh, <laughs> contingencies. It's probably a good place to go. Okay. So contingencies in a transaction. And this holds true for a seller or for a buyer. Both sides, you're going to go through the contingencies. Seller, it's important to understand when the buyer has to make these decisions and when potentially a deal might fall apart or at least have to go back to a no, no, the negotiation mm-hmm. table. So mm-hmm. um, you want to do the contingencies? Yeah, I'll, I'll start with one. I mean, uh, one of the... Uh, well, the first one, let's do it in order. All right, well, that's right. I thought I'd start with the end one. Let's do it. Let's talk about the financing piece <laughs> Fine at the end. No. <laughs> I know. One of the first ones that come along is, uh, well, there's two that come right off the bat, but inspection is one of the very first important ones, mm-hmm. at least in the state of Oregon anyway. We have a 10-day period, almost a 10 weeks. We have a 10-day, 10 10-business 10 day. day period, so basically two weeks to have the home inspected and negotiate on any and all repairs. Yep. And um, this, so this really opens up... It's another negotiation. But in you the didn't start at the top. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know I didn't start at the top. There's one more were, before it. Yes, I thought I you were going to start at the top. Okay, so I'm backing up. Yeah, back it up. So HOA, or not HOA, but home inspection. Yeah. Absolutely. But first, you get the seller property disclosures. And from a seller side, the seller actually completes the seller property disclosures. It's about seven pages. It gets longer every year they add another line or two or change a line but the seller property disclosures are basically a history of what's happened on the house has the roof leaked was it repaired did you do any uh remodeling was there a permit pulled when that was done this long sheet of questions and the buyer gets those at the beginning of the transaction and they have five business days in order to review it if they see anything there and it scares them then they can technically terminate the transaction based on the SPDs, another acronym, Seller Property Disclosures. So um, actually, I've never had anyone do that in the 16 years I've been doing it. I don't think you've had it either. But it is a contingency and it is possible. So that's the first one. It is. And actually, here's why I didn't throw it out as the first one. So I represent buyers a lot. (laughs) Oh. Yeah, there was a method to my madness. Uh, So I represent buyers a lot. And one of the first things we have to worry about or be concerned about is the inspection and getting that book and getting into there. I've had transactions where the seller hasn't sent us the property disclosures until a week or four before closing. And uh, quite frankly, bad on them because we could get all the way into there. And if we want to back out, we we would back out on that contingency a week before closing because they didn't send them timely. And they're stuck. It's important. It is. I, I, I can't tell you how many times I've seen them come in late. I'm going to make a note because this is the second (laughs) thought of HOA. We're definitely going to do podcasts for HOA. But the other piece is determining your realtor. And I'm going to make sure that we do a podcast on that because that's important. That's part of our job, my job as the listing agent, to make sure that those seller property disclosures go out at the top of the transaction. That's important because that contingency does not start until those seller property disclosures are delivered. Right. So it's very important to understand, maybe even ask some of those questions. So hopefully we're helping people out there. If you yeah. know, even if you're not going to use us, which of course we want you to, but even if you're not going to, we're giving you some information, questions to ask, and understanding the order in which all of this happens. Yeah, so I, I SPD, a, oh go I, ahead. I had a buyer last fall and the 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 transaction was a little bit dicey. There's some things coming up and we'd already gone through inspections and 
you know, some things like, hmm, I don't know if this is going to work out right or not. And the, the seller hadn't sent us the disclosures, and we were we were at a point where we could have pulled the plug. You could have. We could have. We did. We ultimately worked. We put the deal together. We resolved the issues that the, that the buyer yes. had, but it the remains. seller left themselves open. open and at risk. Yeah, and that's what we don't want to do. Absolutely. Yeah. So anyway. So SPDs, seller property disclosures, um, home inspection. Yeah. Finance. Go ahead. Okay. Well, there's actually two pieces of finance. Uh, first of all, the home has to. The property needs to appraise for the value that you're paying for it if it's a finance transaction this doesn't apply if it's a cash transaction right but and the finance contingency doesn't apply if you're paying cash but if you're financing the property there's a, two pieces to the financial con- contingency so it has to appraise the lender's going to send out an appraiser they're going to do a report similar to the cna that mm-hmm. we did that's, that's going to look at different properties around and determine that it you know, doesn't have the value or not if it has the value, that's great. We move forward and, and, and go uh, with, the, with that piece of the contingency. If it doesn't come in at value, now we're at another negotiating point in the transaction. We either will go back to the seller and say, hey, Mr. Seller, the home didn't appraise. We would like you to reduce the price. Or um, if the seller says no, we may go, okay. The buyer then has the choice of, making up the difference in the appraisal yep. at closing or, or you terminate the transaction. Right. So that's one piece of the finance. Yeah. And with an asterisk that in today's market, the buyers, we're seeing a lot of buyers guarantee the um, price difference if there is one between the um, offer price and the appraised price. So anywhere between the list price, <laughs> this is going to get confusing, list price, offer price, yeah. appraisal price could come in the middle and the buyer is making up the difference. Again, that's a third podcast that right. I now come up with in this right. one. Historically. But I just want to make that little caveat. Historically, so it's the, the risk would fall back, the appraisal risk would fall back on the seller. Right. Yep. In this market, a lot of sellers are pushing that appraisal risk back to the buyer. Yep. And then the, la- the second piece of the financing is that the buyer, it's uh, the offer is contingent all the way through the end of the transaction with the buyer having to qualify on their financing. If for some reason at the last minute something happens um, and the, the lender tells the buyer you're no longer qualified, um, they actually can terminate the transaction and, um, and then it would go back to on the market. Um, so that that contingency follows all the way through, but you know, and I guess one thing we didn't really talk about here, and as you're saying that, I, I kind of remembered it's like we didn't talk about earnest money because it's not a contingency, but earnest money is money that the buyer puts forward and it's held at escrow and ultimately, the, you know, goes to the down payment. Correct. But if a transaction fails for these contingencies that we're just talking about, um, the buyer typically would be uh, eligible. eligible to get their earnest money back. Right now, if they get kind of crazy and go, oh, I just have cold feet and I just don't want to buy it or, uh, you know, something like that. Yeah, they're at risk of losing their earnest money. But if, if the transaction fails due to one of these contingencies, it's in a situation where they get their earnest money back. Yes, they're eligible to get their earnest money back. Yes, that's true. The, and the, the goal is always to try and keep the deal together oh, yeah. in the best interest of both parties and make sure that, you know, both parties are happy. But, um, well... I guess if we're yeah. <laughs> representing the buyer, you definitely want your buyer to be happy. If you're representing the seller, you need yeah. your seller to be happy. But the goal is to get the deal closed. And the important thing is, too, as well, the listing agent, the buyer's agent, are 
supposed to be keeping track all the way through and making sure that if there's a hiccup, things are handled and there's a solution or at least a couple of solutions. And then if ultimately it can't be, then we're communicating, but that it, that it won't work. But for the most part, we can get through all of these working together, everyone working together to accomplish the transaction to a close. So. Have you ever had a buyer do something like maybe a week before closing go, oh, I need some new appliances and stuff and go out and charge them? Yeah, don't do that. Don't what? do that. Really? Don't buy a Ferrari. <laughs> don't buy a refrigerator. Don't buy anything on credit. Don't do anything financially without clearing it with your lender first. Yeah. But that's a whole other story. Yeah. So speaking of lenders, I think that's the fourth podcast idea. Right. <laughs> anyway, thanks for joining us today. Hope this was helpful. Um, we love comments down below or you can DM us with any questions as well. Talk to you soon. Thanks for watching our podcast today and make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on our social media. Have questions about the real estate market? Send us an email at askgilegroup at or give us a call or shoot us a text.